This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Good morning and welcome. This is Julie and you're listening to Your Catholic Corner, 89.0 Free FM. Brought to you by the parishioners of St. Matthew's in Hillcrest in Hamilton City, God's Own New Zealand. As we get ready for the 17th Sunday in Ordinary Time in Cycle C, this is Salve Regina by the Benedictine Monks. Your Catholic Corner is online, on air at 89.0 Free FM and on demand. You're listening to Salve Regina by the Benedictine Monks. Today, in the 17th Sunday of Ordinary Time, we have the first reading from Genesis, where Abraham pleads with God to save the innocent people of Sodom and Gomorrah. The responsorial psalm is Psalm 138, 138. Lord, on the day I cried for help, you answered me. Second reading is from the book of Colossians. You were buried with Christ in baptism and also raised with him. And then the gospel reading today is according to St. Luke, where Jesus teaches the disciples about prayer. Thank you for listening and for tuning in with God with me this Sunday morning. I pray that you and your family and those who are important to you, your friends and everybody else in your life is safe and well. Who is St. Luke? 
Today's gospel reading is according to St. Luke, and Luke has thought to have authored more in the New Testament than any other author of the Bible. So who was he? Luke the Evangelistus is one of the four evangelists, the four traditionally ascribed authors of the canonical gospels. St. Luke was born a Greek and a Gentile in Antioch, in Syria. He was a physician, so a very learned man, and it's believed that he may have also been a slave, as it was not uncommon in his day for slaves to be educated in medicine, so the family would have a resident physician. I guess that makes sense. Luke joined Paul at Troas in the year 51, accompanying him from Macedonia to Philippi. It is very possible that Luke provided medical assistance to Paul when he had been beaten, stoned, and nearly drowned while evangelizing to the Western Roman Empire. Luke explains in the introduction to his gospel that his writings were inspired by close association with Paul and his companions. Luke remained with Paul to the end of his life, even during his imprisonment and sufferings. In the second book of Timothy, Paul says, second book, second letter to Timothy, Paul says, only Luke is with me. Luke is the only Gentile to have written books in the Bible. He is the writer of the third gospel and the Acts of the Apostles, and his writings have been proven to be historically accurate. In the third gospel, Luke emphasizes Christ's compassion for sinners and for those who suffer. The gospel of Luke focuses on the poor and oppressed, encouraging tenderness and compassion for the less fortunate. The story of Lazarus and the rich man who ignored him is told in Luke's gospel, as is the parable of the Good Samaritan, which we had just recently. If you were going to Mass, Sunday Mass, a few weeks ago, then we heard the Good Samaritan, according to St. Luke. The Gospel of Luke stresses the importance of evangelizing to the Gentiles. In the Gospel of Luke, we hear Jesus praising the faith of Gentiles, such as the widow of Zarephath and Naaman the Syrian. And we hear the story of the one grateful leper who is a Samaritan. Unlike the Jewish writings, women have an important place in Luke's Gospel which is very unusual because women, as we know back then, really didn't have much say about very much at all. Luke writes about the women who accompanied Jesus, such as Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Susanna, and Martha and Mary, who we heard about last week, and many other women who used their own resources to help Jesus and his disciples. Luke also writes about the birth of Christ from Mary's point of view, and she is especially important in Luke's Gospel. It's only in the Gospel of Luke that the story of Mary's Annunciation, her visit to Elizabeth the Magnificat, the presentation, and Jesus' remaining in Jerusalem are told. In Luke's Gospel, we learn the words spoken by the angel to Mary at the Annunciation. Hail Mary, full of grace, 
and Elizabeth's words to Mary, blessed are you and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. You may recognize that as being Hail Mary. Luke's Christian ministry can be followed in the book of Acts. Up until the 16th chapter, the story of Acts is written in the third person, much like a a historian recording facts. The voice of the narrator then changes to the first person, and scholars believe this is done at the time Luke first joined Paul at Troas in the year 51. The book of Acts switches back to the third person and scholars believe that this reflects a period in time when Luke was not present during the events that are recorded. Though some historians claim that St. Luke was martyred after the death of St. Paul, others say he lived to a long life, dying at the age of 84, which is back, I mean, 84 is a good age today. Back then it would have been a very, very good age. So this was, some believe that he died at 84 after settling in Greece to write his gospel. He was the first Christian physician and was venerated by the Catholic Church as a patron saint of physicians and surgeons. St. Luke is also considered the patron saint of painters because according to tradition, he had painted images of Mary and of Jesus. However, this was later proven to be incorrect. Now, because Luke was very much into Our Lady, I think it kind of makes sense that we acknowledge her with this, one of my most favorite hymns. Full of
Listening to your Catholic Corner 89.0 Free FM, brought to you by the parishioners of St. Matthew's in Hillcrest in Hamilton City, New Zealand. I am Julie. Peace be with you. Hail Mary, full of grace. First reading today in the 17th Sunday of Ordinary Time in Cycle C is from the book of Genesis. The Lord appeared to Abraham by the oaks of Mamre and said, How great is the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah, and how very grave their sin! I must go down and see whether they have done altogether according to the outcry that has come to me, and if not, I will know. Then Abraham came near and said, Will you indeed sweep away the righteous with the wicked? Suppose there are fifty righteous within the city. Will you then sweep away the place and not forgive it for the fifty righteous who are in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to slay the righteous with the wicked, so that the righteous fear as the wicked. Far be that from you. Shall not the judge of all the earth do what is just? And the Lord said, If I find at Sodom fifty righteous in the city, I will forgive the whole place for their sake. Abraham answered, Let me take it upon myself to speak to the Lord. I am but dust and ashes. Suppose five of the fifty righteous are lacking. Will you destroy the whole city for the lack of five? And the Lord said, I will not destroy it if I find forty-five there. Again Abraham spoke to the Lord. Suppose forty are found there. He answered, For the sake of forty I will not do it. Then Abraham said, Oh, do not let the Lord be angry if I speak. Suppose thirty are found there. The Lord answered, I will not do it if I find thirty there. Abraham said, Let me take it upon myself to speak to the Lord. Suppose twenty are found there. The Lord answered, For the sake of twenty, I will not destroy it. Then Abraham said, Oh, do not let the Lord be angry if I speak just once more. Suppose ten are found there. The Lord answered, For the sake of ten, I will not destroy it. The Word of the Lord. Second reading today is from a reading from the letter of Paul to the Colossians. Brothers and sisters, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, continue to live your lives in Him, rooted and built upon Him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught abounding in thanksgiving, for in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have come to fullness in him, who is the head of every ruler and authority. 
In him also you were circumcised with a spiritual circumcision, by putting off the body of flesh in the circumcision of Christ. When you were buried with Christ in baptism, you were also raised with him through faith in the power of God, who raised Christ from the dead. And when you were dead in trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive together with him, when he forgave us all our trespasses, erasing the record that stood against us with its legal demands. He set this aside, nailing it to the cross. The Word of the Lord. was when I survey the wondrous cross, which was originally, did you know this, written by Isaac Watts and published in Hymns and Spiritual Songs in 1707, a long time ago. As a poem, this hymn was seen as English literary Baroque. Let's have a little bit of background before we go into today's Gospel reading on the Gospel. We've had a little bit about Luke, so now you know a little bit a bit more about St. Luke. With that understanding, here's a little bit more 
of a reflection, some background, some context for the gospel reading today. Luke gives more attention to Jesus' teachings on prayer than any other gospel writer. He also mentions Jesus at prayer more than the others. In today's reading from the beginning of chapter 11 of his gospel, Luke presents the core of Jesus' teaching on prayer. It consists of Jesus teaching a prayer to his disciples, a parable on the persistent neighbor, and assurances that God hears our prayers. The disciples notice Jesus praying in a certain place. They ask him to teach them to pray just as John the Baptist had taught his disciples. Jesus teaches them a simple version of the famous Christian prayer, the Our Father, or, as I know it, as I grew up with, the Lord's Prayer. Matthew's version shows signs of being shaped by public prayer. Luke's version is probably close to the original form that Jesus taught. Stripped of much of the language we are used to, Luke's version seems simple and direct. We pray that God's name will be recognized and holy and that his rule over all will be established. This is followed by petitions for our needs for bread, for forgiveness and for deliverance. Luke uses the more theological language of sins rather than debts, which is used in Matthew's version. Having taught his disciples a simple daily prayer, Jesus goes on to reassure them that God answers prayers. First, he tells them a parable about a persistent neighbor who asks a friend for bread at midnight. The friend is already in bread and has no desire to disturb his family by opening the door. But because the neighbor is persistent, the sleeping man gets up and gives him all that he needs. If a neighbor is willing to help us if we are persistent enough, how could God not respond to our requests? This teaching concludes, and that's talking about you know God not responding to our requests. Ask and you shall receive. Knock and the door shall be opened to you. Today's gospel teaching concludes with the reminder that if we seek, we will get a response. If a human father with all his faults knows how to give good gifts to his children, how much more will our Heavenly Father give us? Instead of good gifts, however, Luke substitutes the word Holy Spirit. This foreshadows the gifts of the Holy Spirit, who is central to Luke's theology and who will also play an important role in the growth of the early church after Pentecost. The parable and the concluding teaching in this section should not lead us to think of prayer as a series of requests presented to God, rather as Jesus teaches in his model prayer, prayer consists in recognizing God's holiness and his rule over all things. So that's a bit of background on today's gospel reading. And here we are. This is a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus was praying in a certain place, and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. He said to them, 
When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us and do not bring us to the time of trial. And Jesus said to the disciples, Suppose one of you has a friend and you go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread for a friend of mine has arrived and I have nothing to set before him. And your friend answers from within, Do not bother me, the door has already been locked, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I say to you, Ask and it will be given you. Search and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. If there is anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish. Or if the child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion. If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father with the Holy Spirit to those give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? The Gospel of the Lord. Thank you for spending the last half an hour of your life with me, celebrating God, praying with the Holy Spirit. Peace be with you, wherever you are right now. May you have health, wealth and prosperity. I look forward to spending time with you again next weekend. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.